Well, welcome to Renaissance Voices. My name is Christine O'Dell, and this is the very last episode of season two. Taylor, I can't believe it. This season has gone by so fast. It really has. And I just want to say thank you to you for co-hosting with me. It's always a joy. It's always a joy when you and I get together and talk. And this just has been so much fun. This season has been a ton of fun. I have loved being a part of it. So thank you for having me for season well, two. Well, absolutely. I I really just want us to talk tonight and kind of wrap up the season. You know, maybe we can kind of hit some highlights. Yeah. Um, some things that stuck out to us in in all the the various conversations yes. um and and just really anything that we feel like we need to talk about what this is this is free talk time between oh fine yes <laughs> <laughs> so so what do you think like what is the first thing that comes to mind when you think back on all the episodes that that really stuck out to you deep like i felt like this season of renaissance voices was deep there was there was a lot of topics covered a lot of different personalities but each one of them brought something that was really deep to the table something really to unpack and uncover and I mean I think that they each guest did an excellent job telling their stories and unfolding it but there's still you know there's so much that goes into every conversation that we had it's like I want more. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I loved that you pointed out that each conversation was different because it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I immediately saw some themes mm-hmm. emerge. Wholeness was a big theme. Yes. Um, freedom in Christ was a big thing, mm-hmm. which to me is wholeness. You right. know, that, yeah. those are those are synonymous mm-hmm. in my mindset. Um, and so when I begin to see a theme, then I feel like that's something that, that Holy Spirit is really wanting to address. Right. And, um, you know, like maybe we need to talk a little bit about that ourselves just to kind of finish up the idea, because I know for you particularly, Mm -hmm. that is a passion of your heart. Yes. That people would find wholeness. Can you, and I think I might've even asked you this question in one, maybe when we talked to Natalie, Mm -hmm. but um, like if if somebody were to ask you, what do you mean about wholeness? What would you say? I see wholeness as being spiritually, physically, and mentally well. Being being well in every aspect of your life, because if you're lacking in one area, it overflows to the others. So, um, you know, as Christians, it's really hard for us to, um, or it's really easy for us, I should say, to to compartmentalize. And we can really, really focus on our spiritual health and completely neglect our mental and physical health. Or in society, maybe we're really focused on our physical health, but we don't pay attention to our spiritual or mental at all. And um, they all play a part in one another. So you cannot separate the three, just like you can't separate the unit or the Trinity, right? It's right. Um, three in one. And so are we. And so to be whole to walk in wholeness is really walking in all of those areas to the fullness that God created us to live. I love how you said that. I I would agree with you. I, that has been a journey for me um, my whole 
Christian walk where I've been aware of it. It's always the journey and, in, in, you know, yes. in our lives. Mm-hmm. But I became very aware of it in my Christian life when um, because I was saved later in life. And I had um, immediately kind of been thrown into national ministry and wow. with all of the stress of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I went through a season where my body was just exhausted. Yes. Um, and, and two, part of what I was going through was just my own sensitive makeup and not mm-hmm. knowing how to care for my emotional health yes. or my mental health. Mm-hmm. We didn't even talk about mental health back, right. back yes. then in the 90s, mm-hmm. right? When well, I was saved, we didn't talk about that. Even in the church still today, I feel like that's kind of a untouched topic. Right. I agree. I, that's why one of the things that I love about freedom is that that we're really having those conversations. Yes. Like, what does this mean? When people are saved, we have a, a variety of things that we're overcoming, and we need to know how to address all of these things yes. and really help people find freedom because Absolutely. that's the name of our <laughs> church. Yes. Um, and so for me, coming out of high stress, always being a very um, highly sensitive person to begin with, I ended up with fibromyalgia right? and couldn't get out of bed for a year. I mean, it was really, really um, devastating in my life. Mm-hmm. And Jesus healed me. And it, But it was interesting to me because I can remember saying to him, you did not save me in the manner in which you did mm-hmm. just so that I can end up here in this bed. So I knew he had the ability to save me from that as yes. well. And he did. He healed mm-hmm. me. From the inside out, but he taught me so much in the process mm-hmm. of how to handle stress. Right. What my particular makeup, how I needed to care for myself mm-hmm. and not just push beyond my limits. And right. um, the foods that I ate mm-hmm. and the amount of water I drank, you know, just the basics. But, yes. you know, for, for some of us, especially as what what some people would call top A personalities, we just push through and barrel through and get things done. Yes. And those those things that should just be basic, they they never come into play. No, I mean I think a lot of us just always focus on everybody else, especially whenever we're serving in that kind of capacity. We're worried about meeting everybody else's needs, being what everybody else needs us to be, and we very rarely stop to think about what our bodies need. What do I need? And when we do, it feels selfish and it feels like um, out of place. You know, it doesn't feel like that's not what a servant does, right? It's take time for myself. But uh, it's absolutely necessary if you are going to serve God in any capacity that you you take your yourself into consideration in that equation. I did the, the same thing. I um, came through just years of being a single mother and all of the expenses and my lifestyle on top of that, like the, the stress, um, like losing jobs, trying to pay rent and, you know, all of the things that you have to, to do that I was doing on my own, um, and not handling the stress well, not handling, not processing those emotions that I was facing through that time. And, uh, years later I started developing symptoms that for MS. And so, you know, the numbness, the brain fog, the fatigue, all of those symptoms that were coming along with that. And like you said, exactly like the fibromyalgia thing, it's, it's because my body didn't know what to do with all that stress and I wasn't handling it 
spiritually, you know, it was all a spiritual attack that really had me wound up, but my body was overwhelmed by it and wasn't processing it. So it came out in, in other, in other ways. So, but the Lord will definitely get your attention to what he needs you to focus on. Right. Right. So uh, maybe it is food, maybe it's sleep, maybe it's, you know, handling stress or (laughs) whatever it is. um, He's going to, he's going to uncover it and he's going to reveal it to you. But we just have to be open enough to say yes to him in that capacity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to say yes to him taking care of ourselves. Exactly. Because we can't really serve him, serve the kingdom, serve others if we are faltering ourselves, right? Yes. And I, maybe this is um, a topic that we can discuss, you know, season three and yeah. really just dive in more to the whole idea between. Um, our physical health, our emotional health, mm-hmm. and how they're all tied together. Um, and what what happens to us when we carry all of this stress? You know, yeah. I, we think we're, we're handling it, but our body is paying a price. Yeah. And I would really like to just talk more about that. I know that that is um, an area that I would like to write about because mm-hmm. I feel like my testimony about being healed from fibromyalgia yes. is important. Oh, yes. Um, I, most people that I talk to that have been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, they're pretty much told we can manage your symptoms, but there's nothing we can do. It's uncurable, right? Right. Yes, but the uncurable Jesus, word. <laughs> Jesus knows how to cure it. He, he does. certainly, certainly mm-hmm. does. And so... So I think that's an important book to write. I think yours is an important yeah. book to write. I think, um, you know, I, I, I think back to um, the interview we did with Natalie. Yeah. She has an important book to write. Hers was on anxiety mm-hmm. and overcoming anxiety. And and you're right. All of these things are elements of, of just God putting the whole person back mm-hmm. together. Right. Well, and it's it's his book. It's his body, right? It's the body of Christ that he's putting back together. And I felt like this season of Renaissance Voices, we really got those voices that were kind of playing different parts in his body, you know, from like the prophetic ministries of uh, Pastor Richard Knight, and then even Hannah and talking about um, the, the, really the walk that y'all did through, you know, cleansing the land and how that affected her mentally and physically and the Lord teaching her how to carry those burdens for him. Um, all of that is a, is a picture of wholeness really. And like you said, Natalie talking about anxiety and overcoming that by surrendering to the Lord on deeper levels. And so I feel like he's, he is healing his body. Right. We even touched on exactly that, the body of Christ, when um, we interviewed our pastor, John Bates. Right, we yeah. we talked about, he had this analogy where he asked us all what what we saw ourselves as, uh-huh. what body part we saw ourselves at. And that was a funny conversation. Yes, and I I'm going to leave that, that there yes. <laughs> and let you go back and listen to it if you missed it. That one definitely made me laugh. He, he You never know what he's going to say. And I love whenever stuff just comes out of his mouth and... To him, it's just so normal. <laughs> and you just have to roll with the punches. Everybody's like, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> and, you know, even like um, last week when we talked to Junia, I mean, that mm-hmm. was, you know, Jesus met her in, in a dire circumstance right. and brought so much healing, you yeah. know, physical healing as well as emotional healing. Mm-hmm. 
um, into her life and now she's flourishing. So, so that was definitely a theme. I think as well, and you touched on it, prophetic ministry was a theme. Mm-hmm. And we kind of opened it up to, to talk about this is what it is mm-hmm. in case people had questions. Because it, there, is, there is a lot of talk about prophetic yes. ministry. And I think people, uh, some people just dive in because they just flow in it. Other people are a little leery because they see, you know, they just see that it's really a young movement that's growing. Mm-hmm. And there's some there's some things that, that people have questions about. So I liked the fact that we were able to just kind of lay that out there. This yes. is what prophetic ministry is. And just like John, we just talked about it like it was normal because yes, it is. Exactly. It's it's one of the fivefold ministries mm-hmm. that Jesus gives to his church. Yeah. Um, so it's not a scary thing, but like any other of the gifts, there's there's some learning curve and there's mm-hmm. some growing and maturing in it all. So um, I liked that we talked about that. Can you think of anything else that really just stands out to you? Well, I wanted to say about the prophetic ministries. I loved the way that uh, Pastor Rich gave prophetic people a place to land. Yes. Because in our in our church at Freedom, it's a very prophetic church. So um, it's hard to feel alone, right, in that church. But um, I know from growing up prophetic but not knowing what the prophetic was, it could be very scary and very isolating. And so I just really appreciated, one, you having him on to talk about it and, two, just what he does in general to, to have these prophetic people that know that they're hearing the voice of God, but they don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to interpret things. They just don't, they don't know. And so it really just gives them a place to land, a place to be in a company of prophets and not just be like hidden in the caves. Because so oftentimes as, as prophetic people, it's easy to find ourselves isolated and alone. And so just having those places for prophetic people to go and to gather and to test the prophetic words that you get um, with one another and be able to pray on those things. I just think that is huge for this time. I think that's beautiful. Right, right. I was thinking back to, you know, we touched on that with Nathan. And mm-hmm. then we also talked about the fivefold ministry gift of being a teacher. So so yeah. it's interesting to me that fivefold ministry is really coming to the mm-hmm. forefront as well. I think yeah. that was a theme. Um, was Nathan the the first? John. Okay, John, yeah, John and then, was first. I was going to say because it was to me. I felt like Nathan really set the ground floor with faith. Yes, because everything else has built on top of faith. Yes, you know, I agree with you. healing the prophetic ministry, um, overcoming anxiety, cleansing the land. All of these things that we have talked about. Um, have all been built on faith. So I just thought that it was just really interesting the way that the season kind of like stacked up, that it was literally like built on a foundation of faith. Built on a foundation of faith, which is interesting because that's what the teacher should do, right? Right, yeah. (laughs) Well, and we had John and Nathan (laughs) leading the way on that. So That's great. And then um, our second episode was was the two of us. We talked to you about finding your authentic voice. Yes. We're working on it. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's being formed as we speak, yes. um, you know, but it came out of our Write My Story Challenge mm-hmm. 
and it is basically the the teaching that we did during that challenge, we're going to put right. it in book form and have that available. I'm very excited for that to be available to to people who need it um, because I feel like there are so many people right now who have a story to tell, that they have testimonies, that they have walked through so much that God has delivered them from, that they can look back now with the healing that they've received and see every detail, like where Jesus was and all of it. And that needs to be shared. Like the body needs those stories. We need to know that we are not the only ones out there. And I feel like there's just such this separation of, um, it's like the church and then everybody else. And everybody else thinks that the church is just judging everybody else. And it's like, we we need to know that like we have all been through some stuff, right? right? right. And Jesus can overcome all. All of it. All of it. And we need those stories. And we need those stories where where you can really articulate the full message of the gospel that, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus forgives and he doesn't remember it anymore. Yes. Right? Yeah. He 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 puts our sin away from us, you know, as far as the east is from the west. Yes. Those kinds of things. I think a lot of that language has been lost mm-hmm. somewhat, at least in the circles that that we are in. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, when you lose the full aspect of what Jesus really did on the cross mm-hmm. and you don't articulate it over and over and over. Right. Um, it really does shape the Christian faith into more of a religious aspect yes instead of the beautiful relationship that we are all invited into mm-hmm. no matter what our background is no matter what we've done no matter the shame issues we may have in our lives no matter what has taken place yeah. Jesus has an answer for it mm-hmm. and he wants to exchange all of the baggage that we come with, yes. with abundant life that is only found in him. Yes. But it, we have to go through the work of the cross mm-hmm. in order to really make that exchange. And I, that is another theme I would really like to explore maybe in season three. Oh, yeah, that would be that would be very rich and needed, I think. Oh, very needed. Absolutely. So, Taylor. I know with um, Tailored Brands, you have all kinds of things building and moving and going. Yes. What What is next for Tailored Brands? Oh, goodness. Well, I am I'm really moving towards um, moving into um, website design and social media management. Those are... Those seem to be the two biggest needs that um, I have seen from my clients so far. And also working on launching tailored brands memberships where people can join the membership and they basically have a marketing team at their disposal. So they can get online if they just want to watch some videos and figure out how to create a Facebook ad or they want to figure out how to navigate Canva or whatever their marketing question may be, have a library for them to access and be able to help them out with their simple daily marketing questions or they can just hire tailored brands to take care of it all for them. So they basically (laughs) get a whole marketing team without having to have a marketing team on staff. Right. That's yeah. a blessing. Yeah, that so. is a blessing because that marketing piece is not for everybody. Like some of us really have a hard time 
with, you know, feeling like we're we're pushing all of our stuff out there. But I love how you describe marketing, you know, that it really is a ministry. Like oh, we it yeah. really is that part of us that says, Hey, I have good news. Yes. Right? Yes. I need to share yeah. it. Jesus was like the greatest marketer of all time. If you think about it, like he had he had sandals and a donkey occasionally, right? And he got his message spread to the entire world. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> like, he knew he how was, to do it. He was really good at marketing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Actually, he found he found twelve others too, uh-huh. and, you know, because he's he was a good marketer. He found a good team. <laughs> he found a good team, <laughs> and he knew how to utilize his team. <laughs> that's uh, right. That's great. That's great. <laughs> well, I just again just want to thank you for such a fun season and for co-hosting. You know, Taylor, you don't live close. You drive <laughs> all the way from Grapevine, which, if you're listening, you don't you may not know how far Grapevine is from Waxahachie, but she. Drives an hour to get here yes. to co-host with me and that's that's really special thank you Taylor well it's always it's always a fun conversation I always enjoy being here so it is not a problem at all I appreciate the invite every time oh absolutely absolutely so thank you so much for listening to season two we are um expecting to do season three we have some things kind of already in the works um we do have a children's book coming out very soon and we want to talk to um heather landry who who is the author of that book we want to talk to her as well as maybe um have another guest on that has written a children's book we may and they're they're both uh, both of these ladies love children obviously if they're writing children's books but we may have them both on at the same time and and just kind of talk about what they see the need is you know in the children's book idea you know what do children need what kind of books do they need um i definitely want to touch on some of the things that we've talked about and and then um hopefully Season three, we'll be able to really talk about our book on how to write your story. Yes. So if you have not subscribed to Renaissance Voices, we would love for you to do that. We absolutely have a season three in the plans. And we just appreciate you. We appreciate you going on this journey with us. Um, we would love to hear any feedback that you have. Um, what What would you like to to talk about what in the writing world is there something specific you would like us to touch on and and you know we are fully open to suggestions in that because we really are here to help you yeah I think that's a that's an amazing idea to to see what what you want to read books about what are you what are you looking to read that you just can't find or what questions do you have about the writing process We'll look for season three in the near future. Did you hear me take the breath because I was about to say something and then it didn't come out? No. What? How? What? How do we need to end this? Uh. That's all. That's how it's going to end. You're going to hear us go. How do we need to end? (laughs) Obviously, there's going to be a season three because we can't stop writing. (laughs) You have been listening to Renaissance Voices. To listen to more interviews by your favorite authors at 8Ls Publishing, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. 
You may also follow us on social media. Links are found in the show notes. Thank you.